It is Monday. 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 Like it even matters. Day after Sunday. The only reason why it matters yesterday with episode 7 and 8 of The Last Dance. Um, I talked to Sammy again. Talk about both episodes, how it appealed to us. Great episodes again. They're doing such a good job with this documentary. Um, the amount of respect I have for MJ beyond what I thought I would have for him. Um, I thought at some point I'm like, yeah, he is an asshole. I respect everything he done, he de- he had to do. Um, you got to be great. You have to do great. And I've never even sniffed that type of dedication. <laughs> I mean, like, man, the things he did. Um, but it was an awesome uh, documentary. So it was an awesome interview with Sammy. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. We playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. We playing basketball. You know what time it is. We talking basketball. Cat, cat, like cat, right? Talking basketball. HTS Sammy, what's going on, people? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, we we just had to give you that because we are hyped about these last two episodes. Um, we're talking about the last dance, Michael Jordan on ESPN. Um, uh. Episode seven and eight. Um, I thought it was better than um, five and six, to be honest. Um, just more entertaining, but I understand why they went through five and six. So I'm not mad at those. But seven and eight, I think we're yeah. It was juicy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was. I think it was what a lot of people. I mean, anticipated a backstory, obviously, with the first handful. But now they got heavy, heavy basketball and just game after game after game, kind of, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, so we're going to just jump right into it. They just start off with little, short little Jerry getting asked if there's <laughs> any backstabbing going on. And you can see in his face, like, yeah. obviously, bro. But I can't believe you said that. <laughs> it was, yeah, when he. he he came at the reporter and then he just dipped pretty much. I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I like how his name was Chris or whatever. And another reporter was like, way to go, Chris. Yeah. Ruined the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I would have been like, oh, well, like. Yeah. He's like, and for you to ask that question is just stupid. <laughs> I'm like, uh. You're pushing out one of the best coaches of all time and your best players because you want to get rid of that coach. Yeah, there's backstabbing going on, you dummy. I know. it's he. They should do a 10-part series on that man after this is all done. Well, he, they can't but because I, I think mean, he's passed away, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's dead. Um, rest in peace. That sounded so – yeah, he's dead. <laughs> That was a little Man, morbid. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, since we're taping so late, I like tried not to listen to anything about the series, mm-hmm. but I was watching Pac McAfee's show. It's on, he had the live show on YouTube. So I was just watching that. And then all of a sudden, just like, 
it's really sad that he is probably arguably one of the best GMs ever in the game of basketball, but it's going to be overshadowed by him just being a, a uh, relationship monster. It's just yeah. like, he can't even, it doesn't matter. He burns too many bridges. He does everything like that. And that's why like coming full circle, not full circle. Cause we've seen it the whole time. But like when somebody asked the owner, it was like, Hey, you shouldn't bring him in. He's not good with people. He's like, well, mm-hmm. I just, he knew how good he was. And uh, Pat McAfee said something perfect. He's like, it's almost like it, like he should have just stayed at his talent about eval- evaluator because he did. He picked out Jordan. He picked out Pippen out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he picked out a uh, coup coach. Like he, he was, I mean, kind of right about him. He'd no, no Jordan, like yeah. no future of the bulls. Like he was saying, but he was a solid player. So, like, if he should have stayed there, it's almost like to me, like, you know, in football, it is if you're an offensive coordinator, you're the greatest. Like, you're a solid off. But when you go up to a head coaching, it just not, it just doesn't click. You just way right. better. You see it with like Jack Del Rio. He was a great defensive coordinator, won a Super mm-hmm. Bowl with the Broncos, but with the Raiders and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, he just can't go that next step. And I think that. Yeah. Jerry went in that next step and it, it bit him in the ass kind of in a way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, you saying all that kind of triggered the thought in my mind of, they say, Oh my God, what could have Kobe and Shaq done if they just set their egos aside and you kind of pivot that to like a general manager, like imagine if his developing or his uh, relationship destroying wasn't there like whew. right there could have been many many more of those trophies probably in chicago i mean six is a lot to have but. yeah well let's let's say that like he was happy the whole time he could have won all the way through yeah he could have he could have won what what are the three six three four five six seven eight it would have been what eight or nine i mean the two years that jordan went away who knows if <laughs> the GM had anything to do with that, but right. say he stays those two years because it's, Oh, we'll talk about that. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Say it's fun during those two years, you know, Jordan right. stays, he maybe gets two more. Yeah. And then right. he has eight and then, yeah. It's just crazy. Like, even though we're, I'm going a little bit off, like you can say that about almost every like big group though, like, or a big team, like you can say that about Penny Hardaway, Horace Grant and Shaq. If Shaq mm-hmm. stayed, like I listened to a Horace Grant interview and he said that Shaquille O'Neal called him. Horace Grant missed his call. He called him like six times and he wanted his answer. Like, should I go to the Lakers or should I stay here? And Horace Grant didn't pick up the phone. Damn. And he became That's crazy. Yeah. So what if he stayed? That would have been gnarly. Yeah. Like I, the, the East would have been different. The Chicago maybe wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. everything's crazy. Um, the what ifs are, are always, especially for these years. I don't know. Um, we're going to go into a little more sad uh, talking about the passing of his father. Um, he was missing on July 23rd of 93. And then they found his body in August 13th of 93 on the border of the Carolinas. Um, very sad story. Um I personally don't think there was any foul play. I think it was just 
people being greedy. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't see any, I don't know why after watching this, uh, cause I always thought that I'm like, I mean, he's a good guy, but you know, he, you know, he had a part in the, like, I, like I, that crossed my mind or whatever, but after seeing this and how, how he talked about it and like people close to him, it, it looks like it was just a random act of violence and yeah, it should be set that I don't think his name should be tarnished with that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely sad for <clears throat> just the bond that they, they had was, I mean, they say the bond between a dad and a son or, you know, and they say about a mom and their daughters, vice versa. It can be said like that, but you could really see that James Jordan, uh, meant like the world the entire world to him and um him passing and the way it happened is you know at first and they allude to it that it's very sketchy like what the heck is going on but like you said it it just it you can't help but say and feel that it was just random someone was just having a bad day and unfortunately you know MJ's dad was on the 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 end of that bad day. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I didn't know all the details of it growing up. I just kind of knew that his dad had passed during one right. of the years he played, and it kind of it not kind of it really affected him in a lot of ways. Totally. But um, all the details servicing in this documentary was it's cool to know, you know, cool to know, but obviously it's a sad right sad way that it happened yeah like i like i knew he was murdered i didn't know the detail like i didn't know he like just pulled over to the side of the road to fall mm. asleep and just like stuff like that just like stuff we've all kind of done like yeah. i pulled over to the side of the road like closed my eyes before like i don't know just like ah um yeah but uh the media kind of putting a smut on his name saying that he was involved because of his gambling and everything just like like just how you're saying just more salt on the wound and i thought that i think it's crazy like more and more and i'm because i think i'm always on the side of besides like my me being like me being a laker fan i had kobe as so like i was on his side but like i was always like tom brady sucks he's a system quarterback Mm. right (laughs) i hate him i just you know what i mean like yeah so like i i never had so like hearing that like uh Michael Jordan got just got dragged through the weeds and he was just saying like just another person just trying to bring him down because of his success. Mm-hmm. And like the reason why I say like I had Kobe, so I, I, I knew how great he was. I wasn't saying how he, that he was bad, but like, I remember like, just like, just saying, I, I remember back in the day in third grade, I'm going to tell a little story. Cameron Cameron Ryan in third grade, he's a big time. He's a Laker fan too, right? Yeah. He was telling me in third grade how Jordan is not as good as Kobe then. And I'm just like, how? And I still (laughs) have that conversation. And I'm like, how did he think that one? Shout out Cameron if you somehow hear this. Two, my Mormon brother. (laughs) It was just so crazy, and I'm like, "What? Are you serious? You think like 
I'm, I kind of agreed with them because I was a Laker fan. And I was like, yeah. yeah. But then I saw them beat the Utah Jazz. And I'm like, never mind. I think Kobe has a way to go right now. Like, yeah, it was just a funny experience. But, like, we've always trashed the ones that are on top because for some reason we, us as humans, don't want – we get really bored, so we want to dismiss them, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah. <clears throat> or their success, like, success almost – well, success in general is like a pulling in effect. Like people like success. They want to be around success, but the moment it's not their success, there are some people out there that just, they will tear it down, you know, do anything that can tear it down, especially people in media. Cause that's right. almost their job title. But yeah. So going on to, uh, after that, they uh, talked about his retirement um then he quickly goes to the uh to the baseball i instantly go why did he choose the chicago white Sox, the owner of the bulls on the white Sox? that's why he joined that team um mm-hmm. which was very smart by that owner and then they gave him the same the same salary that he was playing basketball to get in minor league baseball they're just like move it aside because it's michael yeah which just like we'll just pay you the same so that's why I can see why people think that it was fake or a suspension that mm-hmm. they put aside. Like, because that's kind of sketchy. Like you don't deserve, you're not, a, you're not that, you don't deserve that much money in baseball yet. Yeah. But well, also just, too, they, they made that point where normally rookies and whoever they go straight to like the triple A's yeah. rookie ball. Um, right. Triple A's. No, no. Tri- it's double A, triple A. And then, yeah. Yeah, single A, sorry, or single yeah, A. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's rookie. How he was saying it was rookie, single A, double A. Yeah, but because – and I don't know if this is true because I've never seen their stadium, but he was saying how the media – they couldn't fit media there, so they had to automatically let him play with, like, decent baseball players. Right. Like, Well, it's like, it's like him trying to – he just starting to play with the Blues. That's him mm-hmm. playing rookie ball, like – Imagine Jordan playing for the Blues. Yeah. So they just couldn't it, – it just wouldn't make sense yeah. financially. But, like, Tebow went, started in uh, single A, I believe. And yeah, I he think made he his way to double A, and then he just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Tebow later. I got stories um, from somebody I know. Anyways, so everybody's saying, like, oh, he got suspended. He did this. He did that. Um, it's because of his death of his dad, all these things. And they kept on going through like, like why, why, why maybe the man mm. just wanted to take a break. And then the one thing I forgot to write down his name, but, um, that guy said he was completely bullshit because he knew about it the summer before during the dream team in 92. And he's told them, he's like, I'm going to shock the world. Yeah. I'm going to retire and play baseball. So that's why um, it was. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, I yeah. Too. But like, I think that's all. I don't know why he didn't just say that a long time ago, mm-hmm. and just like just dispel everything. I thought that was just put it at rest. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I think he just he needed the break. Um, one of the guys said it, it gave him time to adjust without having a dad. 
mm-hmm. who was always there for him. Like they showed the pictures how he was there for his first championship uh, uh, with the Bulls right next to him when he the famous picture. He's right yeah. there. Like I saw it before. Like I saw the glimpse and I knew it was him, but I didn't know how like dominant he was in almost every important picture that there is of him. Like so. Yeah. That that was but just he, like. Yeah. He even says he even says it in the documentary and it's even known before the documentary that his dad like was baseball even before basketball and Mm -hmm. Jordan played baseball growing up. They all did. His brother says, Michael Jordan's brother says, we all thought we were going to be in the major league before we even had like a dream of basketball. Like we all thought we'd be baseball players growing up, you know, competing against each other. And then like, why can't you just believe him and, that he wanted to do it for his dad. His uh-huh. dad just passed away. Like, what better time to do something for that man than to honor him possibly, like, in his death and just just play baseball and give it a go. And mm-hmm. so it's just sad that, I mean, he, he the media, you know, the media to this day is still so, so trifling. They're right. just, they can't they they have to do it and i mean we wouldn't be i think sports wouldn't be what they are without media so no but at 31 though 32 he he just he just completely changed but that's an athlete though like yeah it's almost it's almost like in the movie the longest yard like chris rock told him like he's an athlete you know he just he had to show it he can do whatever i thought he was a football player he's like no he's an athlete that that's what he was doing he's just like Oh, I could just put my mind to it and get it done. Is he talking about crew at that time or are you yeah. talking about Nelly? No, you're talking about crew. Mm. Uh because he was playing basketball with Michael Irvin. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. And he's just like, <laughs> Oh, that's a foul. That's a foul. Okay. Yeah, the whole movie. It's a great God, shout out. Great movie. Anyways. Uh you transfer him to play baseball. He looked like he had a lot of fun. And the mm. fact that he like I don't care if it was all strikes. Going on a 13-game hit streak, how much we watch baseball, that's impressive. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? So, the way that he somehow convinced himself to, and he, as he said later, to change his body into a completely baseball body after just being so trained in basketball, mm-hmm. that's got to be draining mentally and physically. But I don't think he knows – what drain is until he like he knows what drained is when he was done winning his third right yeah. like that's yeah. exhausted but like i don't think like if he had his mind to something i don't think he had the shutoff valve which is no he yeah insane. he goes go 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 and uh i liked how they said and he looked like it like he was he was like a kid again so he kind of like he went back to its roots and he was kind of having fun again. It wasn't as um, serious. And it's just, they even said it's a different type of practice. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's longer, it's different, it's more laid back. It's not as, you know, so he had to probably learn how to tone it back a little bit, which is also to me a showing how good of a athlete he is. He can, he probably knew his role like he was just one of the guys on the baseball yeah. team he wasn't the top dog and yeah he, he, and he was okay with that yeah he said that too they 
I think it was either him that said it or uh, White Sox, uh, the Barons, one of their teammates. Um, mm-hmm. I think he said he just wanted to be one of the guys, and that's how we treated him. And the the part that they show, I think he might have hit, like, his first homer, mm-hmm. I think, and they show him coming down the hallway, and then they all are like, you know. Yeah. If that was basketball, they everyone would have just sat down. Like, no one would have done because right. he's so good at it. Right. But I probably that feeling of, like, your first thing at this sport, I'm sure it was kind of – rejuvenating reinvigorating of right. just you know um i i agree with everybody that uh was saying it i think that if the lockout didn't happen he would have played baseball and i think he would have made it to the majors mm-hmm. i really like he just need, he got bored so he's like what's up armstrong like yeah what are you doing do you want to play basketball like he was just bored. So I think that if baseball kept going, I think he would have made it. And the fact that um, Francona said it too. Right. Uh, he was just like, if he had 1,500 at bats, that's what, three, that's three seasons? Two? I don't know. Three. Don't, probably three. I mean, but yeah, he, and... you know what I mean? He, he would have made it happen. And Francona's a, that guy's, for he knows real. his shit. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, World Series also manager. f him, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all of a sudden he gets an itch and he starts just like, like we said, he brings up BJ Armstrong. Hey, buddy, I, I'm in town. You want to go get some lunch? What are you doing next? Oh, practice. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll come with you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like. I love, I think my favorite part of that whole sequence is Scotty Pimpin sh- pointing out his Jordan shoes. Like, let's go. Right. Let's go. That's got to be a crazy time in that time. Like, that's, and that, because I know a little more about the sneakers. Um, yeah, go. That's, that's the shoe. I think those are the Chicago Nines, they call them, where they list on the bottom part. Oh, they showed the little glimpse. Of like they MVP list, and everything. Yeah, they yeah, list yeah. all of. I don't know if they listed. Yeah, I think everything in those three years, or everything since his rookie year, they had listed on there, and I think it was like six or nine things, because there's three championships, three MVPs, rookie of the year, slam dunk champ, and. No, I think that might have been it. At, to, up to that point, I think that was. Yeah, but those shoes just, are those shoes are dope. <laughs> and then he just decided, he just like okay, let's go, bring it on back, uh, to finally know as uh, somebody that knew that he went to forty five, and played it in a couple games to know the official reason why he just like I wanted to wipe clean of my dad basically like mm. not clean of my dad but like separate it, play 45, and then somebody had to just talk about, talk shit about him, and Jordan's back. <laughs> 40, 45 ain't 23. No. It was crazy. I thought would, go. I thought that he wore it for the rest of that season, and, and then the other thing I didn't realize is I had always fought between this. I couldn't remember if he came back after that season. I didn't know he came back 
like toward the middle end. I mm-hmm. think they were, I want to say 37 and 31 or something. They yeah. were just above 500 and they were like, we'll make a playoff push. And then, you know, him wearing the 45, I thought he wore it throughout the rest of the season. Me, me too. Yeah. Um, so him coming back, uh, that was a big, that was a big thing. And then they, I'm back going. Yeah. They, they went to, I'm back, but we're like, <laughs> where did I, that's not even, where did I put that? Let me look at my, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I put no. that back somewhere. Yeah, we're not even there yet. We're we're still in episode seven, um, because we haven't even talked about. Uh, they talked about going back to the '94 season. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan's not there. Uh, they, I mean, because they went. This is the hard part about talking about this. They go back and forth so many times. Because the next yeah. thing I have on my list is like, how much of a dickwad Jordan was to Scott Burrell. But yeah. it pushed them to be a bit like I got it. Yeah. I got it. Like I, like I, man, that had to suck. Just being called ho all the time. <laughs> we were watching it, and I said, "Why does he keep saying that?" And then wifey was like, "It's the '90s, man." <laughs> or yeah, people were just in it in the the east side of the country. The east side of the country. That that part of the country. Ho is actually. I believe, if I'm remembering right, used a lot as just like a almost like bro. I mean, it's a little. No, what do you look at that hoe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just like, and he said that it would bet, like, it made him a better player and everything. And he actually came in spots that he needed it. Mm-hmm. But it was just like so funny that he just like <laughs> on him, like that's some thick right skin. Rice. Dude, and they were saying how cool he was and everything. Like, he was actually a really good guy off the court. Like, the nicest dude. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, so, and then they go back to 94, and then they talk about the Kukos uh, game winner, and where Pippen just freezes. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I did not know that story at mm. all, did you? Nope. I thought that was shocking. Um. I have always been a person that said, even before the documentary, like Jordan needed Pippen. Pippen is more important than everybody. Like, if even though it's not an understatement, I think it should be stated more how good he was for that for Jordan. And then yeah. the time that he just shut down because he wasn't the main guy, and even though it was the right move in the end, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And not like how. Um, Homeboy, who who got up in the locker room like you like you failed us. You oh gosh, who was that? It was the it was the the center, and I can't. I need to start writing names. Was it Wilmington? Know. Not Wilmington, Winnington. Yeah, or Polar or Polar. I think it was Wilmington. Mm. Sorry, yeah, but like him crying and then Pippin there, like that is crazy. Like and on a win too. That's got to be so many emotions. Yeah. Like, well, it's crazy too. That's the season. You like you're saying Jordan's not there. 
they're trying to discover who they are. I think it's that's in a playoff run because they're still they're still good. Jordan yeah. makes them exceptionally better, right? But there's they're still a good team in the Eastern Conference, and mm-hmm. they're making a playoff push and calls the play for Ku coach. He said, "Screw that! Why aren't you calling it for me? I'm not going in." And then I guess Phil Jackson says, "Fuck him." That was I awesome. said, "What?" <laughs> I yeah. just that's so crazy. Like one, you would think that Pippen would have got it because Jordan got it like three years ago, mm-hmm. before that, right? Like he's like, "Oh, my 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 other players can make me better." So mm-hmm. like, yeah, he did it selfishly. It made him look good. That's why he started passing the ball around, but. Pippen should have seen, and like, to me, as even as a non-basketball person, I've just watched it avidly. I know that, like, I would, I think the good idea to give it to Ku Coach, because wouldn't they be targeting Pippen more anyways? Yeah. He's the best player on the field, on, on the field, on the court. <laughs> on the field, yeah. So, like, I would think, like, act like you're giving it to Pippen, and then Ku Coach does his thing, just exactly like they did. Yeah. So I thought, like, just like in like in football, like that was the right play, right? Yeah, and Kuko is just a baller, man. I mean, like you said in the beginning, this the scouting of talent was done very well, and Kuko isn't—he's no—he's no slacker. He's no slough. He's he could ball, and yeah, I think it was just one of those moments, probably like he said. Uh, Pippen was like, I just had a moment and I wouldn't take, I wouldn't do it differently, but I know that it wasn't the right thing to do. Like if he could redo it. So it's just, yeah, but they, they get better for it. He, you know, he apologizes and. Which is big, I think. Yeah. Cause he really, that's like in any sport, just quitting in general. I mean, we got. You got like made fun of for quitting, like in high school, like in little league, quitting a sport <laughs> yeah. or a game, like professional sports, like insane. Um, I wrote down nice guy, and I don't know why I wrote down nice guy at the end of the episode of episode seven. That's the bummer about doing it a day later. Well, Burrell, maybe you're still talking about Burrell, how nice he was. I guess so. Anyways. Um, so we get into the uh, – in episode number eight, and we start talking Charlotte – or – yeah, Practice? Not practice. We're talking oh. about uh, DJ Armstrong in the, the championship – the playoff game. Yep. Uh, Where he – the the Hornets one. You're talking yes. about the Hornets? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where BJ had a great game number two. They barely they barely got or the uh what you call it? The Bulls barely won number one. Yeah. And they come number two and then BJ Armstrong has a nice game and he lets everybody know it. Right? Right. Uh so now for the whole next day he just knows like I'm after like BJ. He's my bitch, basically. Like, there's no way he's gonna have, and he did it that next game. But that just shows how much, a little bit, just him cheering 
gave them that much motivation. And then they mm-hmm. talked about the uh, about a couple years earlier, Smith saying, "Nice game, Mike." And yep. then he used that to feel that to just totally kill him, and it never happened. Yeah, no, the the we were talking about this just earlier this morning how and you see it in episode eight because they reference it a lot of like just little words little gestures that you do to a goat to someone that great like don't show your hand like why why are you showing your hand just play your game like if those guys possibly would have never done that or cheered or or boasted because they were having this single game that was crazy they may may maybe i doubt it because bulls were just that good and jordan's just that amazing but his mind how he can just pick that thing and just say okay fine yeah you want me to embarrass you in front of your kids okay yeah let's do it and so all i put there it was bad news for charlotte yeah they absolutely murdered him and one Mm -hmm. of my favorite lines from jordan's when he's sitting there with a baseball bat he's like talk shit when it's an even score yeah let's fucking go i got pumped i was ready well he's sitting there you know practicing his his delivery for his swing and cigar in his mouth yeah it's like oh he's being so calm but in his head he's just mother effing the guy in his Mm -hmm. head over and over just making it um because he'll so, embarrass you. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not a game. It's a competition to him and he's going to win. So, yeah. So going into that, we go back to uh, the season, the 94 season, I think 94 season where he came back. Uh, they talk about him playing Orlando versus Horace. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny Hardaway and the Shaq. Uh, and if you guys out there that are listening, if you don't know anything about that team, um, there's a 30 for 30 about um, Orlando Mag- that Orlando Magic team and how they should have stayed together and everything. The really formative, I forget what it's called, but it is a 30 for 30. Um, they were awesome. They were an awesome basketball team. Um, yeah. They were they had squad. Yeah. They were a season away if Shaq stayed to win one. And Hardaway just gets so – under talked about in the game of basketball at least yeah um because he was filthy he was one of my favorites growing up just like he was on like cereal boxes like he was always he was in the all-star game and like i just remember like seeing him everywhere when we were younger so i always liked him but uh, yeah Shaq says Shaq has been quoted saying he was kobe before kobe came mm -hmm. just injuries yeah. So playing that series or Horace Grant he had he want he had a one up on him. Like they he just knew that Jordan was tired to knowing him like personally and he just took advantage of it. Yeah. And um well, his body, that, man, that just like he, they said in the him changing from a basketball body to a baseball body which then going back yeah you a little more lower body strength you focus more on those weights for baseball and basketball's all upper body chest you know so it's it's a drastic change 
and like you said, Horace kind of he knew a little something, so he took advantage of it. And but the fact that they, that they got there still, and Jordan could do, you know, I know this is pretty much all about him, which is fine, but it's just the things he did, you know, to just always try and be on top or just crazy wild, yeah. So after they do that, he is so motivated that he says the next day he's going to start training but it happens to be the same summer that one of the best movies of all time came out in space jam um so if i hit him high hit him high hit him high awesome awesome everything anyways uh so he he told them like i need a train and they're like no no we got you set up and they just made a bubble for him with the, the Jordan Dome, everything, the Jordan Dome, and Michael Jordan's probably one of the smartest people for doing that, just to get all those people there and just be like, "Okay, now I know I'm better than him. I know I'm better than him now. I'm back. I'm coming back." And yeah. Plus, he can scout him, and and it was like a party, but at the same time, like Reggie Miller saying it was the best basketball he's played in practice. Yeah, and how many hours he put his bot like what i said like he will do anything to get mm-hmm. it done like he doesn't seem tired he's tired when he's done right right like he'll sleep when he's dead that's how that's how that type of mentality so i thought that was great to see that and like see all the stars that were there like basketball. well like a 7 a.m call to film 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 you get an hour and a half lunch he's he's putting up he's lifting weights he's putting up shots goes on the camera again probably for another five hours six hours seven o'clock he calls all the his homies to come play pick up for three hours reggie miller says there were times we went till nine ten o'clock at night mm-hmm. and just to do that to to you know prove to himself probably mostly that he can still get get after it but yeah just to be able to be like ha Why'd you guys? This was a setup. Why'd you come? Why'd you agree to come play basketball with? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the first thing that crossed my mind when he said because I had this story is new to me about um, them building him a court on WB's campus. If you want to, I don't know if they it's call a, it that. Like he was doing what The Rock is doing now, back then. Yeah, like always having a gym with him. Like all he does, like that's what Jordan did. He yeah, he's far. I mean. He just yeah, just yeah. But yeah, I w- I was like, wait, these guys all agreed to come play like, just pick up basketball with Michael Jordan. I mean, but... that just shows how much respect they. Well, could they know it too? Like, you have to. If you want to be the best, you got to work out with the best. And mm-hmm. so that fast forward to the start of the season. Steve Kerr doesn't know MJ yet, <laughs> and he he found out who MJ was. And MJ felt like you're coasting on my tail feathers. I'm going to bring you up to speed on who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's why he pushed those guys so hard. But the fact that Steve Kerr punched him in the chest and then Michael Jordan just like hit him, quote, hit him in the fucking eye. Popped him. I mean, whoa, that whole thing, that had to have been a show. Oh yeah, um. Even Steve Kerr now, like, doesn't 
seem like an int intimidating individual at all. Like, or even, I'm not trying to degrade his manliness or his manhood. He's probably a great guy, great father, great coach. I know all that, but just to see, just to be like, you, you punched Michael Jordan in the chest. Like, wait a second. That's so funny. I mean, I, I forgot guess so that what, he, um, when, when he's like at his belly button, I guess mm -hmm. that's just, he thought it was going to be the head. <laughs> I didn't, I, I knew that he was there. I think 93 to 98 is the seasons that Kerr was there. And Jordan says something like these guys had just been there for the 93 season. Like they didn't really understand me a hundred percent yet. And I had to show them like you were saying what it was. And if you're not, if you're not giving me your all, then I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to make you do it Yeah. or I don't want you here. So, but he earned his respect, and I mean, history shows that that was the best thing for them because how much of an essential part he is, I think, and we'll probably get into it more in the next two. He helped a lot with the the final three championships. He was yeah. just a dart from outside, and he could he can facilitate the ball if I can remember right. Um, yeah. Well, him correct too. Me like... If I'm wrong, with he's like a scrappier Stockton, right? Just not yeah. as smooth. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, Steve Kerr was the glue, kind of like, mm, he wasn't as good as a passer of like Steve Nash, but like a Steve Nash-esque, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think him even, and I know you might bring this up in a second, but the respect thing that Jordan calls him later that night. He, he calls, I think they're the Chicago Bulls facility because he doesn't have no, he's Steve like, Kerr's number, yeah. cell phone number or whatever, probably landline back then. Um, he's probably like, give me his number. I need to call this guy. He calls him. They, you know, figure it out on the phone. And then, like you said, he's a pretty important part to their, the last three that he got. Um, since doing that, they go right into the 95-96 season. That's the first year with Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the – you as a basketball purist, is that the best team of all time? The greatest show on court. <laughs> if you – for y'all, you football players out there, uh, football listeners. Um, I, st I will still say yes. And I know the Golden State Warriors of a couple years ago surpassed that in a lot of people's eyes based on their record. Um, I think it's a different game. I think if you put that team against that team in a seven-game series, I think Bulls are coming out on top. Whether it goes seven or six or it's a sweep, I still think the Bulls will get, get that game. Um, so, yeah, I think that team is still the best team in history. Um, I mean, they, like, fast forward to these times where there's huge trades happening and to talk about the Lakers, AD coming over to the Lakers and LeBron and him literally gelling from the moment, like, that he got on the court. Almost um, like it was planned or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to have bring in Dennis... And he yeah. says, I knew about Dennis Rodman. 
and I knew what I was going to get. But the fact that they that whole team just gelled so fast and put that season together, the I think they went on like a 25 game win streak or won 25 out of 27 of the first like 27 eight, 28 games. So I mean, teams were crazy back then too, like tough. It was hard to string wins together. I know that. Let alone 25. Yeah, and I know it's a stupid game, the what if, but it's just like after watching this and like the physicality that they had to do and like how much, even though it was Jordan, he probably got more leeway at the end compared to the beginning, right? But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. But on um, April 16, 1996, they got 70 wins, which is huge. Um, Ending their season at seventy-two and ten, but it don't mean a thing without that ring. It don't. So they went, and they so we don't even need to get into it. They they got the biggest broom that they could get and just murdered the Magic mm-hmm. right through them. <laughs> um, did they go through another team that I forgot to put down? I think yeah, so. Yeah, they the Knicks too. They swept the Knicks. Yeah, and then they played the Seattle Super Sonics. With Gary Payton and George Carl, legendary coach, legendary yeah, and him, uh, legendary coach and Gary being one of my favorite players just because he's a dog and he always reminded me of DMX. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, if DMX played basketball, that that's who he is. Gary Payton, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they kind of look the same, like just the fit, like the when they get oh, you know what I mean? They're just where my dogs at. I just see them both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, they waited too long to put Peyton on him, mm-hmm. on on Jordan, um, and he went off. The. Uh, but again, it was just game. that little thing. Coach decides not to shake his hand, not to even yeah. acknowledge him, and they have a, a history. Mm-hmm. From I think the North Carolina tree of coaching. Yeah, he said like, that he uh, they're connected through North Carolina. You do the one little thing to give Jordan extra fuel, and he said, "Okay, you want to play and, that game?" <laughs> and then it said, "All I put down was lockdown Peyton after that game. Mm-hmm. He just shut him down." Michael Jordan did what Michael Jordan does, right? Bro. Um crazy that it came out that uh the championship game was on father's day yeah i didn't know that how emotional that would have been um that's insane it's kind of like a the only thing equivalent that i saw in that aspect was brett Favre playing after his dad died against the raiders torching you guys for like eight touchdowns i was at that game and i was still triple coverage i'm like there's no way yep that like his daddy that was one pass, what, who who was that that caught? Was that Jordy Nelson that caught that one? It wasn't Nelson. It was a long way before Nelson. It was like uh, Antonio Freeman. I forget who it was, but like uh, Donald Driver. Yes. Was it? Like, I think so. Like I think yeah. he was on the team. Like oh yeah yeah. But like that uh, I forget who it was. But like it was kind of like that. Like that ass, and he just he did what he had to do because that's what his dad would have wanted. Just like you know. Um, the video one, I'm pissed that the cameras watched him roll on the ground crying. The fact that they let him film that one, 
not not to like he needs because he looks like a pussy or anything. No, no. like give this man some space, bro. Yeah. Like get away. Like I was I was waiting for somebody to, like give him let him go. Yeah. Like, but he's just like like hyperventilating on the ground. It makes yeah. no sense why they were filming that. That should. I mean, that's what you get when you give the green light for unprecedented access. Like, yeah. I guess you kind of like signed up for it. Yeah. That, that probably paid moment. For it. That <laughs> that moment was heavy though. Like those whole s- seven seconds of him just like, like he was crying like he was a child. Like you know that cry when you like you get your favorite toy taken away and you're just like hyperventilating. Oh, I could feel it. Like my yeah. like I could like. Even though I wasn't feeling it, I could feel the my stomach churning, like what he's doing, like the like you're almost getting ready to throw up and you're like getting all tense. Mm-hmm. I know that cry and it's just like, oh, if somebody was just watching me, I do not know what I would be doing. But like, that's why he's the yeah. goat, and that I mean he's doing it for a reason, and mm-hmm. I commend him for that. That's not, not easy, like especially with him having to be the person to have to mother up everybody and pump him up and everything and he showed that emotion and he didn't care yeah but like i don't know people are human um and then you're going into the mother trucking pacers and reggie miller says i'm gonna retire michael jordan and then that's what they end it with yeah i am so excited (laughs) this is everything it's like it's crazy like Jordan is so hated, basically, in basketball. Not hated, but, like, he was such a – he had such a target. He had three different ro- rivalries Yeah. that are legendary. I mean, that's not even counting, like, his me overcoming, like, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Like, the Pistons, the Knicks, the uh, – the – Pistons, the Knicks, the what the in my the Pacers. Pacers, yeah. <laughs> like Reggie Miller. I almost said the Reggie Millers. <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean they had a decent team actually. If, yeah. if it wasn't for just like you can say, the Niners would have more without co- the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The Pacers would have won one. Yeah. If it wasn't for the Bulls. In the Knicks, the Knicks, too, I mean, Patrick Ewing probably would have a couple if, if he didn't run into – I mean, it's like you can fast forward to all these teams running into LeBron in the East, you know, like Pacers again. Um, who's the other – the Celtics. Um, those are mostly the two that could never get past LeBron teams. But, but like – Yeah, these – the next two are going to be fun. I'm, I'm sad it's ending. Yeah. It's <laughs> – they should almost just, like, make an extra segment on the unaired footage because, you know, there's some oh, stuff. Oh, they probably do. Uh, <laughs> they probably will. They'll extend it. ESPN want those numbers. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly – you talking about doing a thing on Jerry Krause, I would love to see, like, if they had that, like, footage of him, like, how he was without Michael Jordan calling him short all the time. Like, I wonder, like, how he really was. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind getting to know Pippen more. 
like go deep more and like go like and go into the blazes. Go into like the blazes and stuff like that. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, they. Uh, I think recently they did a. Sports Center on Instagram did like a. Trios of, like big threes, even though they didn't call them that back then. Well, um, they're definitely big threes. Yeah, but the and one when Pippen goes to the Rockets, they had him, Akeem Olajuwon, and uh, Wilkins or Dominique Wilkins, L- a little bit in their prime. They're a little lo- later in their years. It's almost like Gary Payton Malone going to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, him, Shaq, Kabir. So it was just like, damn, that's a that's a squad. Yeah, and then I did. a joke that was a joke um it was a picture of michael jordan in a houston outfit or um they superimposed it it was like oh if he would have been drafted or picked he he would have won a he would have won a championship with houston or the jazz yeah right well because the the two stars were they there were big names on a lot of those teams So everybody, thanks again to Sammy Sanchez. That was a nice interview talking about the one and only Michael Jordan. Um, we talked other things as well. Uh, thank you again, Sam. Uh, next week will be nine and ten. It's gonna be a sad day for me in sports, just because we don't know what else we have going forward from there. Um, I also wanted to talk about Corona Mullet hashtag Corona Mullet. If anybody's doing it. Let me know. 
If you're donated, let me know. I haven't seen anybody share it, though. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Um. Anyways, remember, get a mullet. If you can't, donate. If you can't, just share the damn thing. Um, today's been an awesome episode. I got some ideas in the works. Thank you for listening. And as always, I miss sports. Uh, stay safe and stay inside. Please enjoy the time you have with your friends and family that you live with. And uh, come on back to the Cadillac Rancher here. Cow did too. Daddy didn't know what to do. The banker came by the house one day, said he's gonna take the farm away. Then mama came up with a plan. Brother and me started up a band. Sister put a sign on the roof. Daddy bought a case of 90 proof. Now we call it the Cadillac Ranch. They're parking cars in the old beef patch There's a bar in the barn and the place stays packed Till the cows come home at Cadillac Range Now the only thing that we raise is cane You don't need the sun or rain Just neon lights and some ice cold beer Keeps everything green around here Mama takes the cash at the door Brother and me keep them out on the floor Sister sets them up at the bar Daddy kicks back with a big cigar Now we call it the Cadillac Ranch They're parking cars in the old bee patch There's a bar in the barn and the place stays packed Till the cows come home at Cadillac Ranch Well, we gave all the cows away And now the only horns around here today Are the ones up on the grill Of a genuine 59 Coupe de Ville Now we call it the Cadillac Ranch They're parking cars in the old bee patch There's a bar in the barn and the place stays packed Till the cows come home at Cadillac Ranch now we call it the Cadillac Ranch They're parking cars in the old beef patch There's a bar in the barn and the place stays packed Till the cows come home at Cadillac Ranch